everyone you meet, not just your lover, gives you an opportunity to see and love yourself more fully if you use it this way. Everyone is your soulmate helping you evolve your soul. And if we approach it this way, we end up falling in love with the entire universe. We see the one in everyone. Welcome, I'm Alyssa Nobriga, your host of the Healing and Human Potential podcast, a place for you to discover the multidimensionality of what it means to be human. Over the past 20 years, I've trained thousands of coaches in my methodology, leveraging my experience as a former psychotherapist, and I'm here to share with you all the wisdom and insights that I've learned along the way. Each week, I'll share with you life-changing tools to support you in awakening and manifesting your dream life from the inside out. We'll be exploring the intersection between ancient wisdom and modern everyday life, really diving deep into the art of human potential through the lens of psychology, spirituality, and coaching. Let's let the magic unfold. Having worked as a licensed psychotherapist specializing in relationships, I have a lot to share about this topic. So I used to focus on working with people who were looking for love, but also couples who wanted to deepen their intimacy and connection. And I've always been interested in psychology, but always been interested in spirituality. I didn't know about coaching when I was younger. I think I unconsciously became a couples therapist to help my parents heal. With them getting a divorce when I was a teenager and then just the divorce rates being so high, I started questioning everything. I questioned if I wanted to get married. I questioned what were the illusions I had and society had about relationships? What is love really? And I wanted to find my own answers. I wanted to know what love meant for me. For most of my life, I was a serial monogamist. I went from relationship to relationship and I started getting curious about who I was outside of relationship. And so I decided for the first time I wanted to date myself. And I did this for nine months. And between my own personal journey, as well as counseling thousands of people and couples around their experiences of love, I've come to some really powerful discoveries. And I've realized that we have four main stages of love based on where we are in our consciousness. And so in today's episode, I'll be breaking down each level and sharing with you some of the insights and lessons that I've learned along the way. And just to be clear, your safety is always my priority. If you're ever in an abusive relationship, I'm never recommending that you stay. I don't want to get into the nuances of that in this episode, but please know that this episode and podcast is just presented for educational and entertainment purposes. It's not intended to substitute the advice for a physician, a psychotherapist, or any other qualified professional. And so before I get into each of the stages, I want you to know that there's no stage that's better or worse than the other. So each stage is a necessary part of our evolution. And so a good way to think of this is stages of your development. So similar to progression in school, you start out in kindergarten and then you work your way up to graduate school. So know that each stage is important and it serves you, but try not to get caught up in what stage you're at or make a story out of it. Again, all stages are equally necessary. They hold unique lessons and wisdom within them. And so wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be. There's no need to judge yourself or what stage that you're in. And it's also not necessarily in sequential order either, meaning you can jump from one stage to another. All right, so let's dive in. So the four stages of love are number one, I need you. I need love. Number two is I choose love. Three is I am love. And four is love. And so the first stage is need. I need you. I need love. This stage comes from codependency, thinking that you need another person 
for love. And just to be clear, this isn't about having needs in a relationship. We all have needs. That's totally fine. But this is the idea that somebody else completes us, right? Our other half. We need them to feel whole. And a really great example of this is the infamous quote from the movie Jerry Maguire, you complete me, right? It's very romanticized. We also see this in Disney movies. It plays out in countless different ways where the prince comes along and he saves the princess, right? This is the happily ever after syndrome of stage one. And from my perspective, modern day society has it completely backwards. We glamorize stage one love. Instead of once I find a partner, then I'll be in love. It's if I'm in love, then I'll find a partner. Get it? Same principle applies with business. And so instead of if I'm successful, then I'll be happy. It's if I'm happy, then I'll be successful. Mainstream's perspective is outsourcing our power, thinking that we need something outside of ourselves to give us what we don't already have, right? That we need to get something from somebody else. And when we believe this, if we do end up in a relationship, it puts a lot of pressure on that relationship to fulfill all of our needs. It can lead to a lot of frustration, manipulation, and control. And that perception actually clouds the love that's already here. It sets us up for failure. And the truth is that when you're coming from that place, you're coming from lack and nobody could actually ever truly fill you because you couldn't fix an inner perceptual problem with an outer solution. So it's not about changing the view. It's about removing the dirt on the glasses that's clouding that view, right? It's about waking up beyond that perceptual filter because you don't lack anything. That was just a misunderstanding. And so this stage is externally focused and we all know this well, so I'm not going to go too much more into it. But stage two love is I choose love. And most people in Western society are here now. They're waking up to this stage, maybe because divorce rates have been so high. We've started to put more attention on it as a collective. But at this stage, we don't necessarily need a partner for love in the same way, but we do want a partner to feel love. People are often looking for the one at this stage. And what psychologists have realized, specifically Harville and Helen Hendricks with Imago Psychotherapy, is that we unconsciously attract a partner who will bring up our childhood wounds so that then we can heal them. So let me ground this. For example, you may be telling yourself that you're looking for tall, dark, and handsome, but in reality, what you're really attracting and looking for is somebody that's emotionally unavailable, and that's who you end up attracting because it's similar to your father. And of course, we wouldn't really attract somebody like that intentionally. We wouldn't choose that, but this is unconscious because our unconscious thinks what's familiar is safe. It's not necessarily true, but this is how we're wired as humans. And so when we're with somebody, we're literally a perfect match for each other's wounds. It's like a puzzle piece. We fit together perfectly. And your partner becomes your mirror so that you can see your stuff more clearly. And then ultimately that helps you heal it. Imagine having a fulfilling career doing what you love, working from anywhere in the world, setting your own hours while making good money and a big impact. If that lights you up, then I'm super excited to share with you today's sponsor, the Institute for Coaching Mastery. This is my robust accredited year-long certification program for newer seasoned coaches, therapists, leaders, and those just looking to up-level their life in a profound way. We have an amazing community of students from all around the world who have really started their journey to expand with us both personally and professionally. And this experience is designed to give you the three things that you need to thrive. So first, you have all of the tools and support you need to move past what's been holding you back so that you can completely change the trajectory of your life. 
And then you learn how to masterfully and confidently facilitate transformation with your clients or your team, regardless of your niche. If you want to do health, business, relationship, or you just have no idea yet, we hold your hand through that. And then lastly, you'll receive my six figure and beyond signature roadmap that's customizable to meet you wherever you are. So whether you want to do high ticket sales, online marketing, or you just want to hit six figures without ever needing to go on social media, we've got you covered. And this truly is the most rewarding work in the world. We have new students now who have a waitlist of dream clients in under a year. We also have seasoned students who are doing $80,000 months. And this is really about creating lasting transformation from the inside out so that you can share your gifts and serve the world in all the ways that you're called to. And I've seen firsthand the power of what happens when you have the community to collaborate with, but you also have the right tools and resources to really thrive. And so whether you wanna do your own personal development, you're wanting to become a coach, or you're just looking for a cutting edge approach to really grow your business, the Institute for Coaching Mastery is for you you are held every single step of the way. And so if you wanna get behind the scenes access to the Institute with three proven transformational tools for free to help you create the business and life you love, all you have to do is go to alissanobriga.com forward slash tools, or you can find us at alissanobriga.com forward slash apply now to see all the details and apply today. I'll share a story so I can kind of ground this for you. So I remember when I was in my 20s, I thought I had my entire life mapped out. I was with this beautiful man. We were in a three-year relationship. We were for sure found the one. We were soulmates. Of course, our wounds came up and that's normal. It's going to come up. And at the time I was going to school to become a psychotherapist. So I was actively working on my stuff. I was specifically working on my stuff with my mom since that's where a lot of mine stemmed from. Bless my mom, gonna have her on the podcast, we'll talk about it. Um, she's amazing and mother-daughter dynamics are real. And so after working through most of my core stuff with her, I found that something felt off in my current relationship. He ended up saving up for an engagement ring and I ended the relationship. And I was just as confused as he was. It made no sense to me at the time why I was leaving this beautiful man. I also left my grad school at the time. I left the community I had in San Diego, Southern California, and I moved to Los Angeles where I didn't have any of that. I followed what felt right, even though it didn't make sense. I always follow my intuition over logic and I trusted myself. And I'm so grateful that I did because of the life I have now. But it was hard for me at the time. I remember I was crying in my Honda Prelude, 23 years old, feeling really alone, confused. But it makes perfect sense now. I know that the reason why I left that relationship and it didn't feel right anymore was because I had done so much healing work with my mom directly that I no longer needed to play it out with him. Literally, we stopped becoming puzzle pieces. And I can hear some of you saying like, wait, what happens if I do the work and my partner doesn't? Are we not going to be together? And the truth is, I don't know. You can absolutely grow together. And sometimes once one person grows, it calls the other person forward. And of course, people do grow apart at times like that love can maintain, but the form of that love expires. And so for me, it was important to have a partner who was growing with me. But that may not be important for you. You may not care about that. But if you're unclear about what your patterns are, what you're really looking to heal in relationship or what type of people that you are attracting, I created a love quiz that's free. It'll help you. And it just takes 15 minutes, but I promise you it will save you years of unnecessarily suffering. 
And so I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you do want it. So during this stage though, primarily we are here to support each other and seeing what our wounds are so that then we can heal them. And so if your partner is willing and conscious enough, you can both use the relationship to help each other grow and heal. And your wounds are going to come up regardless of who you're with. I think it's really important for you to know that so that you can choose to do that work regardless if you stay with them or not. But you want to be aware of what yours are so that you don't keep unconsciously projecting them onto one partner after another. And then you can proactively really heal it at the root. And by proactively doing this, it's going to save you from having to keep playing it out and projecting it from one person to another. And so people always ask me, do you have to be in relationship to do this work? You don't. So if you're single or you just don't have a partner who's willing or ready to do the work, you can still heal those parts of yourself on your own or with the support of a therapist, a really good coach or a conscious friend. And I chose to do this work when I wasn't in a romantic relationship. This was at the time where I was dating myself. I was living with my best friend and we both decided that we wanted to use our friendship to help each other heal. And so we made an agreement to be conscious mirrors for each other, to use the tools to help each other grow. We knew that our wounds would come up as they always do. So we practiced taking personal responsibility and owning our triggers. And again, this was more of a proactive approach, which is my style. And so by the time we got into romantic relationships, we were going to have less to play out with our partners. And so whether you're in a romantic relationship or not, you can use all of your relationships as a vehicle to help you heal and awaken. And this makes perfect sense since all relationships point back to the relationship we have with ourselves. That's where the real work is done anyway. And so really there are two schools of thought around this. There's first one school that says everything you feel is 100% your responsibility. You don't need someone else to heal. And that's really empowering. It's also really true. And the second school of thought is if it was triggered in a relationship, you want to heal it in the relationship and work it out there. And there's some truth to that because we are relational beings. But over the years, what I've come to see is that the best approach is to have the tools to meet the parts of ourselves that are tender, that are hurt, so that we can heal them directly. And then if we have people in our lives that can hold space, that are emotionally available to support us in doing our own deeper work, that's beautiful. But there is no way that anybody else can be there for all of our needs all of the time. And so you learning the right tools is super empowering and it actually helps us connect deeper in relationships. So it's yes and. And so I like sharing stories just to ground these concepts. And so I want to share one with my husband, one that we worked through having one of his triggers integrated. And so one of my husband's triggers was that he wanted to play more with his dad when he was growing up. His dad was building this really large business. And about eight years into our relationship, I started building my company and getting really busy. And that triggered that old wound in him. And it started to become an opportunity for him to not only see that, but also heal that younger part, that younger part of him that felt that from his dad. And so as he worked through tending to that part of him, that little one, and I was aware of it. I also held space for him. He had greater awareness over the pattern and then didn't unconsciously play it out in our marriage so much. And so essentially in the choose love stage, you use the relationship as a mirror for when we're triggered to see what within us is still looking to be met with love, what's still looking to be healed. And then that way the triggers become breadcrumbs to our freedom. They are not bad. 
They were just dormant within us. And then those triggers that experience with our partner brings it up so that we can see it, we can heal, we can expand into greater levels of love. And all parts of ourselves are looking to be met with love. And so any part of yourself that you judge or you hide is really a doorway to self-acceptance. And if you don't embrace all parts of yourself, you'll project them onto others and life will reflect it right back to you until you do. It's literally that simple. And so I'll share an example of a client just to ground this for you. So I worked with a woman who was growing up in a household where anger wasn't accepted. And of course she felt anger, she's human. But since she wanted love and belonging in her family, she started suppressing her own anger as a result. And it's funny though, because what you suppress, your partner often expresses. And so her partner was really comfortable being angry. And to be clear, violence is an action, anger is a feeling. And so he had this healthy relationship with anger and she was triggered by it. She didn't see it as a healthy relationship. Based on her conditioning, it wasn't okay. But he was really showing her how to have a healthy relationship with her own anger instead of judging that part of herself. And so ironically, once we accept these parts of ourselves, we start to feel whole, right? This makes sense because if we don't accept a part of ourselves, then we feel like we're missing. We don't feel that wholeness. And so everyone you meet, not just your lover, gives you an opportunity to see and love yourself more fully if you use it this way. Everyone is your soulmate helping you evolve your soul. And so again, if we approach it this way, we end up falling in love with the entire universe. We see the one in everyone. And that's the doorway where stage two leads to stage three. And in my experience, this is what life wants to wake us up to, this bigger love, bigger than any one person could ever give us. And so no matter where you are in life, no matter what you're going through, if you're with somebody or not, you can wake up to this bigger love. Something within you already knows this. And that's at stage three. And once you've done the majority of the healing work, your relationships primarily become celebration and sharing in love. And so this third stage of love is I am love. And this is where we move from the psychological domain to the more spiritual one. And where we stabilize in the knowing that love has been within you all along. Somebody may have evoked this sense of love within you but they never gave it to you and therefore they could never take it away. And it's extremely freeing and empowering to know this love in a really deep way, to know that people come and go, but love is always here. It is who you are and you no longer project it onto one form or one person or get scared that it can be taken away. And so you no longer deal with toxic patterns in relationships because you don't deal with anything less than you're already offering yourself. And I remember years ago, I came to this realization. So I had just ended a relationship, sharing all my relationships. <laughs> I just ended a beautiful relationship because I knew it wasn't working and he had commitment issues. So I really wanted him to show up fully. He wasn't willing or capable. And even though I really loved this man, I knew I needed to move on. It was like one of those soul level tantric connections. It was deep. There was moments where I wouldn't eat and sleep. I was high. We were really in a deep relationship for about nine months. He had a spiritual practice like myself, and that was really important to me. And he elevated my consciousness. It was beautiful to be around him. And then one evening after finding the courage to finally leave that relationship, 
I remember I was lying on my couch and something sparked my memory of him. And I felt my body illuminate, my heart really expanded. I tapped into those same feelings of ecstasy and aliveness. And then literally a second later, a thought came in and said, he's not here. And then all those emotions immediately disappeared. It was like I felt somebody deflate all the air out of the balloon. But because I was being so present at that time, I was observing my thoughts. I realized something profound in that moment. He never gave me love. He never gave me those feelings of euphoria because I was able to access it just by thinking about it. It made it really obvious him not being there, that it was within me all the time. I completely owned that. And I realized that the love that I was missing was already inside of me there all along. He may have woken that love up within me, but that love was already within me. It was mine. And I had access to that with or without him. So in the I am love stage, you see that you are the source of love. You discover the truth of who you have always been as whole and that you never lacked anything. And so that leads me to the fourth stage, which is simply called love. It's not I love you. There's no I and there's no you. There's just simply love without separation. You might also call this enlightenment. And in my brief experiences and openings of this bigger love, it's the most intimate experience of life itself, of oneness. It redefines what love is. And it's seen as the very fabric and nature of life itself. The chair, the lover, the trash, all the same. And so just to paint a picture, the closest analogy that I can share is to imagine that everything was made from gold. Everything was made from gold, the rings, the plates, the vases. So it's all the same, but just appearing as different forms. And so love is the foundation. But at this stage, it's no longer who you are. It's what you are. And the bridge from stage three to stage four is questioning who you are. It's all about identity. And so rather than I am in the world, there is a shift in perspective to see that the world is in me, not as a separate self or a separate body. But I'll share a story, and there are a lot of different realizations that I've had, but the problem with sharing a story is that it seems like it's not here now. And so I want you to hold that in context as I share it. And so I was casually questioning the nature of reality on a Sunday afternoon outside of my patio, as one does. And my spiritual practices have always been questioning everything and meditation. And so I was specifically looking into what I thought awareness was. And literally everything collapsed on itself. Everything was one. Separation was removed. And I would say this is the deepest connection and intimacy there is. But connection implies two and it's not. Literally in this vastness, this state of oneness, my husband walks out, the mind labels him as Emilio and separation kicked back in immediately again. It's hard to put some of these things in words. And so at this stage, you'll find it gets a little bit more poetic. One of the great poets, Rumi says, you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And so words start failing because it implies separation. And so I'm going to leave you to discover this for yourself. But my path has always been to question everything. It's more of a removal process than adding anything. And I want you to know that no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you've gone through, it is possible for you to wake up to this love right now. Because something in you already knows. It's all here to wake us up to this bigger love affair. 
a love that no longer is reserved for one person, but experienced in, as, and through all of life. Life wouldn't want us to stay deluded in this egoic love and miss out on this kind of deeper love. And my favorite quote is from St. Francis of Assisi. And he says this beautifully when he says, what you are looking for is what's looking. And so I'll say that again, just so you can sit with it. What you are looking for is what's looking, is what's doing the looking. And so I hope that this episode has expanded your understanding of love and has helped you shift your perspective to the opportunities that actually exist in all relationships. You can trust that you are exactly where you're meant to be and know that everyone is your soulmate here to awaken your soul. Just keep using all that triggers you to free you. Use all of it to come home to yourself. And as you do, you embody your wholeness. And then you project that onto the entire world. And so I hope that you realize you are the one you've been looking for, both in meeting those tender parts of you psychologically, but then also in the deeper truth of this statement spiritually. You are the one. You are the source of love itself. Thank you so much for doing this work that changes the world, starting with yourself. It truly does make a difference. And if you're finding value in this podcast, a cost-free way to support us is by leaving an up to five-star review. It does mean the world to us. And as a thank you gift, we're going to send you one of the most powerful tools that you will ever discover. You're going to get behind the scenes access, showing you how to live into your full potential without letting fear hold you back from stepping into your dreams. Just head over to Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a review now. You can take a screenshot before hitting submit and then go to alissanobriga.com forward slash podcast to upload it. And make sure to have your automatic downloads turned on wherever you listen so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I have so much magic I can't wait to share with you. And you can find all this information in the show notes below. But lastly, if you're on Instagram, I love connecting and hearing from you. So come on over and say hello. I'm at alissanobriga. Thank you again for being here. I cannot wait to share more with you.